Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to The Froth, a place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable, a spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband, Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer-wife, Sean Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is... The Froth. Yesterday's non-news today. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The headlines this week. EastEnders star leaves his motorhome to empty out his chemical toilet. Lloyd reveals his addiction to grabbing things. Makes him sound like a pervert. (laughs) Man sets house on fire trying to cook his dinner in a toaster. Was his dinner toast? No, it wasn't. Lloyd and Rod watch in amazement as Lloyd's homemade pizza somehow folds in on itself and morphs into a calzone. Literally one of the most incredible (laughs) things I've ever seen through an oven door. And Python hides in man's toilet and then jumps up and bites him right where it hurts, a.k.a. on the penis. Ooh. And those were the headlines. So what is new, I hear you ask, on the Froth Season 4? What is new about it? Well, I'll tell you what's new about it. What is new? Who's asking, first of all? You heard him ask. Uh, I'm imagining that... The listeners might be asking. They might be going, yeah. well, we enjoyed series one, two and three, Rod, Sean, Barry and everyone, but uh, but what's new this season? Well, I'll tell you what's new this season. We've got we got new new longer YouTube videos. We have. That's one of the things that's new. That's new. So uh, wind your neck in, listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back off. Guys, we've got it. Back off. Stop asking yeah. us for new things. Yeah, yeah. You're, getting this, you're getting this for free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... Oh, sorry. Too far. <laughs> please, please don't. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant, I meant uh, like and subscribe like and, and rate subscribe. us at five stars. And also, yes. if you want to see us on YouTube, Barry, how do you find it? Y- you go to uh, our own YouTube channel, which is um, uh, the Froth Podcast on, on YouTube. And because people have been asking and saying they like the videos, the short ones that we put out on social media, so we thought, why not put some longer ones out on YouTube? 
So we've got our own channel. Can I just ask honestly? Let's be honest, off camera, off record, off podcast. Has anybody said they like the short videos we put out on social media? Yes, they have. We have lots of people on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I haven't heard anybody say. They've said things like, "Where can we watch the whole show?" Well, we're not going to give you the whole show, but we're still going to give you longer (laughs) than we would. So no, we can't. So they say things like, "Because I do bits of it in my pants." (laughs) So they, they, listeners say things like, "When, where can we see the whole show?" And the answer is, you can't. Yeah. Am yeah. I right? But, yes, but let's meet, meet, us, meet us halfway. Well, not halfway. Meet oh, yeah. us about a, a quarter of the way and we'll give yeah. you some 10, 15 minute clips. Whole we'll stories. So what we're putting out yeah. is a podcast. You can get it yes. on Acast and iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. The whole podcast we're putting out, right? All the other, pl- all the places. All the places. Yeah. Right. Spotify, then, Google Podcasts, all the rest of Exactly. It. Then on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and stuff, we put out little clips, little snippets, little social media clips. Then new for season four, we are putting out longer clips, whole stories on our new, brand new YouTube channel, the Froth Podcast YouTube channel. Apes of Froth will be back in series four. So will Brian and Sarah, our wildlife yes. consultants. So will uh, Meryl, our uh, Bradley Walsh consultant. Uh, quite, and, a niche, uh, quite niche, quite niche that. <laughs> and I am going to launch a new a new feature. What is it? Don't know yet, but there will be one. So, okay. in other words, lots to look forward to in series four. Now let's get on with it before I tell the listeners to f*** off again. Right, welcome one and all. Barry Castagnola, Sean Harris here, Lloyd Langford, a special guest coming along in a minute. For the first time ever, we are in the same room here in Wales with Barry Castagnola, Sean Harris, Ron Gilbert, in the same room. Amazing. We have done this on Zoom remotely for the last year. Now we can finally get together. It's quite weird having you in the same room, Barry. It is weird, but also it turns out that it's actually more complicated to do it (laughs) It in the same room than it it was on Zoom. When you set up a podcast, that's the great thing about podcasting. Anyone can do it. You just do it for your own home. All you need is a microphone and a thing. If you look around this, it's like f***ing BBC Wales. (laughs) Actually, scratch that. It's like proper BBC. (laughs) (laughs) This is much more technical BBC than BBC Bristol. Wales. BBC Bristol. We've got a camera there, laptop there, laptop there, three microphones, some so kind of weird box thing everywhere. there, a big screen over there, small screen there, small screen. What is going on? Yeah, there's too much equipment. There's too, far too much equipment. All you need to do, this is more complicated than, than a big studio TV show. Yeah, it is. We need to strip it down. Do you remember, uh, Barry Shan, when we first launched this podcast, we threw out loads of listener correspondence. Yeah. yeah, they were very similar. All yeah. of them were puns on the word froth. Yeah, I've got I've got the list of them here. Dave Lee Froth, Frothing Ventured, Frothing Gained, Frost the Matter You Hey Got No Respect. Yeah, uh, pull the froth the one. I still froth. don't know what they Firth mean. Of froth, really, Froth the Love of God, <laughs> Froth in Hell, Froth in the Mouth, froth, uh, for Froth's sake. What's uh, frothing the mouth? Uh, frothing at the mouth. Something was... made you angry a bit. There's All a lot right. of things that made you angry. <laughs> Hot well, froth. I can tell you that for Froth's sake was. Things that made listeners angry. For froth's sake, frothing at the mouth was things that have got listeners even more angry. Right. And frothing <laughs> hell was things that made listeners even more angrier right. than frothing at the mouth. So it's an admin yeah. nightmare. I was put in charge of this. <laughs> and I, so I've abandoned it. It was a frothing nightmare. Yeah. My point is, right, series four now, right? We've missed you all, haven't we? Yeah. Listeners, yeah. welcome Terribly. back. <laughs> the problem is we threw these out in series one, right at the start of the podcast, mm-hmm. right, when we launched... And part of the problem was that it was too confusing. We had too many features. <laughs> part of it was that we didn't have any listeners. Yeah, we didn't have any listeners. <laughs> that was the other side Nobody of it. Was that listening. was the other problem. We've got listeners now, so I thought let's throw it out again, but let's simplify it. Okay. This is what I'm going for. These are your new listener features. Get in touch. 
hello at thefrothpodcast.com. You can email us. Or t- we or will tweet. definitely or have tweet. a look at the email. Or tweet. Or tweet. Or Facebook. Or Facebook. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. <laughs> come around the house, isn't it? Hmm? Whatever. Don't come around the house. No, don't come around the house. <laughs> don't come around my mental? house telling me about when you were angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the features are. I've distilled them down yeah. to these. For froth's sake, that is something that's annoyed you. Yep. Froth-ups, that mm-hmm. is any mistakes, howlers, inappropriate comments, listener gaffes, mishaps, anything that's gone wrong. Froth-ups. Yep. Touching froth, that's what has touched you this week. Anything that's moved you. Emotionally. Right. Emotionally. Yep. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah, obviously. Well, it's not obvious with you. No, it is obvious. <laughs> if something has touched you physically, go to the police. Don't fucking write to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not, we're not um, lawyers. There's nothing we're we not, can do about we're it. We're not vigilantes. <laughs> <laughs> I think just let's just do those, shall we? Okay. For froth's sake, made you angry. Froth ups, things have gone wrong. Touching froth. Maybe something nice, something touching. Yeah. Or your favourite episode nice of thing. David Jason's. No, don't fucking con- don't confuse things. No. We're trying to simplify it. A touch of frost. Don't. Hup. Hup. <laughs> I heard a friend of mine in a bar. Once. Which category does this come uh, under, Barry? Um, this would come under. Use this as an example for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it falls into any of them. Uh, maybe froth, froth up, froth up. I'd say. Froth up. Um, are you? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Froth up. This is an example, ladies and gents. We were probably about 19, 20 and we were at a bar and I could hear him behind me talking to someone, a, a lady that he was he was chatting to and I heard him just lying and he said that he worked in TV and she, <laughs> she, and she asked him what he did. Now, of all the things he could have said, bearing in mind he was lying, trying to impress her, he said that he was a production manager on A Touch of Frost. <laughs> like one of the least glamorous roles in TV on, a, on an uncool programme. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, do you know what that would have fallen under in the old days? Go on. Back Go in on. series one. We did have a category for that. It's perfect. Pull the frother one. What unbelievable. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> what unbelievable that rumours. What unbelievable rumours or stories have they heard? Yeah. Let's oh, keep nice. let's keep that in. Let's have four yeah. categories. Let's have that okay. one as well. For froth's sake, we're angry. Froth up some mistakes. Pull the frother one for unbelievable things you've heard. Yeah. yeah. And touching froth. What has touched you this week? So there we send are. Them in. Those that are, send them in. Send Hello them at thefrothpodcast.com. You can tweet as you go on social media, the Froth Podcast. Find us on there. Send us your stuff. And uh, who knows? You may make it in. And if you don't show. remember the category, don't worry about it. We'll do the admin. You know. <laughs> yeah, good point. Because I can't remember the In other words, just write to the show and we might try and put it into one of these things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, why don't we just say that? Exactly. Right, everyone, ignore all the previous stuff. There's someone at home with a pen. If you've got anything to say, if you've got anything to say about anything, apart from if you... Just send it in. Apart from if somebody's touched you inappropriately. Make a kind of tenuous link. (laughs) Right, anyway, listen, on with the show. It is uh, Series 4, the first episode of Series 4, Episode 37, if you're counting from the very start. Our special guest is Lloyd Langford. Are you ready to meet him? Yep. Let's get him on. Where is he? Over in Australia, on lockdown, back in lockdown, weighing in at 13 and a half stone, size 14 in feet. A mauve top. And, uh, <laughs> in a mauve top. In a mauve hand top. knitted top. In what looks like a prison cell, but he assures us off camera that it's his spare room. It is uh, Lloyd Langford. Lloyd. <laughs> hello. Uh, hello, Lloyd. How, how are you? Can you hear me, Lloyd? 
Yep, loud and loud clear, and unfortunately. Clear. <laughs> That's the spirit. Let's start as we mean to go on. Where are you, Lloyd? What are you doing? Tell the listeners. I am still in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Uh, we're in the sort of midst of a sort of indeterminate lockdown that is mainly caused by the ill behaviour of Sydney. Well, what did he do? And do you get it? What did it? What well, did he do? Do you get it? <laughs> Sydney, the, the Sydney virus um, is that what they're the calling city. it? <laughs> right. Why? What's been going on, like? They're, they're, they're Sydney are basically footloose and fancy free, and. Um, they're not um, locking down properly oh. and they don't really have many restrictions. And so they're all getting ill and then some of them are coming here and making us ill. Oh, you're better off in that cell, that padded cell you've created in your own uh, home there <laughs> <laughs> that we can see on camera. Isn't it funny how the shoe is on the other foot? Because all the previous series of The Froth, Series 1, Series 2, Series 3, all available wherever you get your podcasts, We've had you on the Zoom there from uh, locked from Australia, and you generally haven't been on lockdown, and we have. So how does it feel? <laughs> I don't want it, you know, we shouldn't get competitive with the virus, you know, these things. It's not setting nations against nations, but... <laughs> Fuck you, Lloyd. <laughs> We're going for a walk after this, three of us, <laughs> in one pair of trousers. We're all going to get in the same <laughs> pair of trousers, jam into it, and go for a massive bulging walk down the beach. <laughs> bulging? It would be it would be illegal now yeah. for me to leave the house. Yeah. Lloyd, what is it that strict? You're not allowed to go walking. Why do you think he's done his house up like a prison cell? That's how strict <laughs> it is. Do you have, is that mandated by the government? Do you have to make your spare room like look like prisoner cell block H? <laughs> it's it's called minimalism, Rod. <laughs> minimalism. Minimal. Lloyd, very good. Say minimalism tell, again, Lloyd. Tell the listeners what you. Minimalism. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the listeners what you got. It was worth got. doing again, that. Tell the listeners what you got behind you, though. Oh, yeah, tell the listeners. Apart from that portable oil filled um, radiator, we don't know about that. <laughs> What's behind you? I have an electric uh, keyboard uh, being played by a um, stuffed gigantic me yeah. cat. Now, that sounds crazy, Lloyd, but if you duck down, we can see it. Minimalism. Move your massive chin to one way or the other. There it is. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Why have you got a meerkat playing the keyboard? I mean, I like it, but I have a, an obsession with um, keyboards. I, I I guess you would call them claw machines. You know, you know, you put yeah, money yeah. in the machine, oh. and then you have to control a, a um, claw. Claw. When you say obsession, a claw. Okay, a claw, like, and you have to that? try and pick up a cuddly toy, mean... or, a, a, or yeah. a little digital watch, or something like that. They've from got the... one in Cardiff Gate Services. Yeah, just before the in... lose, we always stop there. We love yeah. it. Amazing. Interesting. They haven't got a name. Those claw so, machines. Well, is it something like I grabber? call them grabbing machines, but <laughs> yeah, they call, I mean, that, some people call that them. sounds. Yeah, I mean, that's going to get you arrested. Isn't it? If you go on, if you put in, if the police find your laptop, and you, your last search is grabbing <laughs> machines, right? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Lloyd, have you ever What's won anything? Search? Upskirting. Have you ever won anything on a, on a grabbing machine though? Because they're impossible. Yeah, you won a woman's ass once, didn't you? Well, <laughs> well, you I've won up? multiple. I've won multiple stuff toys. And Have you? I, How? Yeah, and I bring them home, and there's a pile of them in the. In <laughs> is the that meerkat? Flat. Is that meerkat out of a grabbing machine? Is it? Well, what we we were away on holiday, and one of Anne's friends stayed here, and he saw the collection of um, stuffed toys, and then so he purchased the meerkat ah. and put it with them. I, I, 
just inside our front door and Anne came home from holiday, opened the door and screamed. She thought there was an intruder in the flat. Well, she didn't couldn't tell the difference between an, an intruder and and an eighteen inch high meerkat. <laughs> Who's playing the keyboard? It's not eighteen inches, mate. It's fucking I reckon it, all right, all right, it's, it's about four he's foot. He's not four foot. I can see him behind you. He's at full he's Where at full stretch he and he's just about playing a small keyboard. Oh, he is big. Oh, he is quite big. Now. <laughs> oh, I can see why she thought he was an intruder. No, you didn't get that from a grabber machine. <laughs> no, he didn't. Have you just not heard the last minute of no. the story? No. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you have to look. No, I, 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 I won lots of toys from the. I won. I won lots of toys from the grabbing machine, right. and Anne's friend, who stayed in our flat, added to them. He he bought oh, this from a local toy to shop. Them. I see. Right. Okay. From a local taxidermist. I'm more interested at the moment. <laughs> exactly, it's a taxidermist. <laughs> what, re- what really interests me at the moment is where and what have you won on the grabbing machines? And how do you do it, like? Because it's impossible. And do you see it as skill? And ha- what have you picked up? What can you tell the listeners? You basically need um, a lot of patience. Yeah. I mean, because a lot need to of the be machines un- are rigged. Do you need to be unemployed? Or is that just a benefit? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of time. Having a lot of having a lot of free time on your hands is a bore. A lot of loose change. Yeah, yeah. Time could be spent decorating, but you prefer to go to the arcade. <laughs> hey, I can go and get you some of the some of the things. Yeah, yes, yes please. please. I don't believe you, Lloyd. I think that honestly, it's the hardest game in the arcade. Go on. So you need patience. All right, wait a Let's second. see what you've won. Why are you doing that? Wait I just second. googled grabber machines and uh, and and one of the questions to see what they were. I told called. you not to do yeah, that. What mate. are they called? You can have the police down you in seconds. <laughs> uh, it says, "Is it you or is the machine rigged?" And there's yes. yes, most claw machines are rigged. Says Jeremy Hambly, who runs Clawstruck, a popular YouTube channel and website that shows how many different models work. He no. sounds like a bundle of no laughs. So Lloyd must be Lloyd must be situated next to a claw machine that isn't hacked. Like isn't uh, rigged. Honestly, we you, it's I like never win on them. We never. They don't tell us about the times they lose. Well, we'll find uh, out when he comes back. We'll find out. He's not going to come back and go. And here's all the one. And here's all the emptiness of the the times <laughs> well, when I room. I spent my half a dollar or whatever right. it is. We've been googling it while you've been away. Barry, take it away. So uh, there's a man called Jeremy Hambly who runs um, a YouTube channel called Clawstruck, which we thought you might be interested in. Uh, but he believes that they are rigged. They definitely are. He should know if he runs a. It's Jeremy Hambly, for Christ's sake. It's Jeremy Hambly, if anyone knows. So they rigged, apparently, Lloyd. What do you say to that? Yeah, I, I said that before I went to get the toys. Did I you? Went. I missed that. Often when the hand goes down, you can see it's got, if it's got, like, a feeble grip on yes. it. Then you're like, you're, oh, and then, oh, and oh. they just they don't even grab. It's not even grabbing. It's just like, boo. It's just like... Oh. List, listlessly pawing. Yeah. Oh, like a wet, like hand, a wet, hand, a wet metal a handshake. Handshake. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you so when you would go to an arcade, you would suss out, would you? Would you watch somebody else and just see how strong that opposable thumb, that claw is at the back? Nah, because you got to just pump the money in, and then I reckon one in twenty grabs, it, it becomes. Yeah, but it's still worth it, it. Yeah. Oh, so you play it financially. You play it long enough for the machine to actually stiffen up over time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You really have got no life. No, how life. how much do you want those little fur babies and stuff? You can what? just go to a shop and buy well, them. Let's see what you've won. It's about being. It's about beating the machine. It's oh, not I about see. the actual end product. It's a, a rigged machine. machine, no less. Yeah, a rigged <laughs> machine. Man beating machine. It is man against machine. This. It's like Vegas. Lloyd, do you go there like late at night in like a, a dicky bow and <laughs> just pump <laughs> coins in <laughs> with a whiskey? It's actually. <laughs> There's one. There's one here opposite the comedy club. So um, one of the comedy clubs. So often 
um, you know, if I don't like one of the other comedians or if it's at the interval or something, yeah. I'll pop down and have a go and test my luck. <laughs> if your set's not going to plan, you go. You get off early so you can get on the grubber. Get on the mechanical grubber. <laughs> what have you won then? Let's have a look at the prizes you won yeah, over the year. How long have you been playing? Is there a helpline? I've been playing. I've been playing. I reckon since I was a teenager, have but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't brought all of the. Toys no, we've known you since you were a teenager. Never has this come up. <laughs> so are the, yeah, I mean, I've known you since you were a teenager. You're absolutely right. You've ne- I've never this seen you play the grabbers. I've never known. I didn't know you. Are these things you took took over from Port Albert to Australia, or are these ones things you've won over there? These are things I've won. You recently. didn't get them shipped. And the other thing is, <laughs> well, this week, what <laughs> today, last night. Often, then you just have like pointless loads of pointless toys in your house and so um if any uh of Anne's friends come over with their children or whatever i sort of i palm them off onto them <laughs> oh yeah I bet, I bet they're really safe i don't <laughs> i bet they've got the, the relevant <laughs> regulatory how many of Anne's friends off? kids are now maimed <laughs> in one way or another yeah if they're cuddly toys. Yeah, i don't the think cuddly till the wire yeah. pokes through yeah the eyes come out and <laughs> i know somebody oh no it was two Aunt cuddles Parsons. and you're fucked <laughs> One of them was filled with um, soiled bandages. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Alan Partridge. I thought it was real life, but it's Alan Partridge. Oh, right. He's okay. talking about a bear he'd bought in a covered market. <laughs> <laughs> Let, Lloyd, let's have a look at some of the things you've won recently on the grabbing machines. I'll save, I'll save my absolute favourite Okay. Last. okay. Lloyd, have you named them all? This is like your mum, Barry. Some of them this are all Barry's Barry's monkeys. Monkeys. new monkey madness. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right? Wow! Okay, that looks like a Pokemon or something. That's adorable. It looks like a that's middle-aged like a, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an angry bear. Yeah, that's really cool. I can right. see why you wanted that. Did you go for that specifically, Lloyd? What's that? Yeah. You did? That's a penguin holding up a Lolly- um, lollipop. Yeah. So again, you, you, you were getting for that. You, you went past the digital watches. That's <laughs> <laughs> only, only soft toys. <laughs> past the five-pound sellotape to a, to a table tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's that, good. Another very that? similar thing. Yeah, bit bit smaller. Yeah. Should we no, describe it? This for is my absolute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should, Should we describe it? For the Another similar thing, bit smaller. <laughs> I think it's like a job. Let's like go through a... photo albums next. <laughs> In silence. <laughs> now, before this thing, your favourite thing. How many attempts? How much did it cost you? Would you say in monetary terms? Oh, I reckon about fifteen quid. Fifteen. Well, whatever's coming up, fifteen quid. How many attempts for this? <laughs> it's definitely worth it. I would, I would pay thirty quid for this. Really? How much is it in the shops? Would you say what? about a pound? <laughs> oh, I mean that is that is that is good. Who makes these? That is good, Lloyd. It's a goofy-looking little child with like buck teeth, yeah. and um, yeah. it's got a name already. The name is. Um, Little Ryan. Right. Little Ryan. There we go. So Little Ryan so cost you 15... How many attempts do you reckon it took you to get Little Ryan? So I'm surprised you didn't puncture him. He looks like he's inflatable. So it's a little baby with weird shiny yellow hair and jam on his face, or are they rosy cheeks? They're rosy cheeks. And you saw that and thought, I'm going to get that. Oh, what about that? It's like... Have you ever played pinball? Yes. yes. Yeah, but nobody, nobody, ever, nobody any- ever sang about Grabbing Machine Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your first frothy story of Series 4, Lloyd? Yeah, I'm, ch- I'm champing at the Well, bit. you can get get your bit ready and champ on it. Because Barry, are you ready for your first frothy I'm story? Ready. Sean, are you ready for the... <laughs> yes. One of my favourite headlines I've ever read. Here it comes. You ready? EastEnders... Are... <laughs> what? 
EastEnders. <laughs> do you remember the? Do you remember the headline? I mean, you will remember. Do you yes. remember the headline that we had where Nick Berry was seen at his local tip with a lamp? Yeah. Yeah. We enjoyed that story, didn't yep. we? Yes. Okay. Well, step aside, Nick Berry. <laughs> step aside, Nick Berry. Step aside, tip. Step aside, lamp. That was Lloyd as well. Lloyd was that, the that guest. That was Lloyd Langford. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with that story, Lloyd. Well, this one. Step aside all of those factors and get ready for this. <laughs> EastEnders is Adam Woodyet. I love him. Well, I think we'll all agree is our favourite EastEnders. <laughs> we love yeah. him. He's been in it the since room, the start. Since the start. Yeah. He's that been through a lot as well. He has that been is commitment. Loads. He has been through a he lot. He was homeless at one point. Yeah. Well, EastEnders, Adam Woodyet. That's Ian Beale, for those of you who aren't sure about who he's playing. Ian Beale, Kathy's son, Kathy and Pete's lad. Pete's place, had the fish and chip shop, didn't he, of course. Uh, was it spelt a P-L-A-I-C-E? Yeah. I think so. Okay, yes, he, yeah. he's not going to miss out. He's not going to miss that one, Lloyd. <laughs> no, he spelt it P L A C, and somebody came up and they went, "You could have spelt it," and he went, "No." It was between that and the Codfather in the end. <laughs> <laughs> EastEnders Adam Woodyet empties the chemical toilets at his ninety-three thousand pound camper van before cycling to work. <laughs> <laughs> now that. Now that is a headline. <laughs> right. That is a headline. It's got everything. There's a lot to unpack. He there. was spotted emptying the chemical toilet of his £93,000 camper van before cycling to work. Adam, it says, who is most well known for playing Ian Beale on the BBC soap, moved into the amazing mobile home. <laughs> this is where it gets a bit sad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, a bit of sad music, please. Okay, let's change the tone. Okay. From. Everyone's sad? <laughs> okay. Then we can enjoy the story again later. There's a sad element to it. We'll we'll deal with that okay. maturely, sensitively, Go on then. calmly, and then we'll get to the funny bit. Adam, who's most well known for playing Ian Beale on the BBC soap, moved into the amazing mobile home after splitting from wife of 22 years, Beverly Sharp. Oh, that is Okay, sad. so let's just take a moment to reflect on that. How sad that is, isn't it? Unless sometimes, sometimes when marriages aren't working, it is better actually to split. So... That could be... We don't... Okay. Okay, next sentence. You can, we can, we're back on the laughs. The soap actor then jumped on his £6,500 electric bike as he headed off to work. <laughs> Where well, did he empty it? Yeah. You ask all the right questions, Barry. Where yeah. did he empty it? Where did he empty it? That is coming right up. <laughs> Barry, of course. Barry, of course, you might not know this, Lloyd, but Barry has, has got a, a motorhome. Yeah. Yours was a ninety-three thousand pound. No. That's it. That's a big. That's God a no, big. That's old. It. He's got himself a Winnie Bago or something. More there. Than oh, a we'll flat. come on to that. Right. We'll come on to what he's got. Or maybe a, a swift bolero. <laughs> could it? Yeah, it could be. What have you got? It could be uh, an Ayers Rock, a Fiat, a Fiat Ducato Ayers Rock. So it's sort of in between the camper van and the motorhome. Yeah, really. uh, it needs to right. be renamed to Uluru as some culturally insensitive. That is. It is. Ins- it is culturally that insensitive. Is true, you're actually, right. Lloyd. You're absolutely right. Well spotted, Lloyd. That is very true. Uluru, of course. The, it is culturally insensitive to call it ears rock. They don't call it that anymore, do they? Lloyd? By the way, my camper van is. It's not. Um, it's not named after that one. It's. It's. It's a different. Different ears rock. So it's not culturally sensitive. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a different ears rock. Yeah, it's inspired by Roy Ayers. The... <laughs> yeah. The guy who does rock climbing. Yeah, he's a local. Rock he was in Skegness. Yeah. Yeah. It's inspired by by Pam Ayers's, um <laughs> Pam Ayers rock in a hard place. It's a poem about being in a weird time. Don't let, don't let Pam Ayers rhyme anything with yeah. rock. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like, oh, God, can you imagine? I love farmers. No, yeah, she'd, like, she'd duck out in the last second. Yeah, she would, yeah. She, she changes would. to something else, doesn't even rhyme with rock. <laughs> she'd lead you down that path. She and would. She'd, she'd lead you down that path. I'm, and then I'm she'd expecting... Change to, she'd change to dick at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> what is she? She'd take, change to pork sword <laughs> right at the very last second. Stop calling it pork sword. Don't on it. Don't on it. Spam javelin. That's what she'd do. Genius. Now, enough about Pamit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so back to jumped on his six and a half thousand. I didn't even know you could get a six and a half thousand pound electric bike. I'm really? going to, I, I really yeah. want to jump in here and say. Go on. <laughs> if your job, like? Ian Beale is spending almost a hundred thousand pound on a mobile home and almost seven thousand pound on a bike, he might want someone else to make his major financial decisions for him. <laughs> oh, you, you never know. That might be what broke them up. Yeah. So you, you've done yeah. what? Ian. A week after spending almost hundred grand on a camper yeah. van. I'll tell you what. Ian, it sounds, it sounds like she got. Sounds like she got the house and the car anyway. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. He could have put down a deposit on a house and bought a car. Oh, more than that. You yeah. could buy an up, a total house. <laughs> That's not how Woodjet rolls. The soap star was spotted. Walking with the waste cassette. What? <laughs> what? Oh, the thing, the thing that comes out of the to, toilet. He's still listening yeah. to Walkman, uh, is that what it's called? <laughs> 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 the soap star was seen walking with the waste cassette. Barry, motorhome owner, what, what's the waste cassette? I, mean, I think I know. Uh, yeah, the waste cassette is, is where the, the toilet goes. Um, so it's uh, the sort of tank that holds the effluent. Yes, and, and, and outside you have a... There's like a little door to it outside. And And it, as you open it up, it sort of seals it. And then you can take it off to what they call a Belsen point, normally at a campsite, where you can then empty it and flush it out. Let's see where he took it. <laughs> I don't believe he's got a Belsen point at his house. Well, he was seen walking with a waste cassette as he headed towards the designated waste disposal area. Where's that? <laughs> the River Thames. Uh, well, he just happens to have one near his house. Yeah. Look, Adam, who is in Newcastle, playing Peter James in Looking Good Dead at the Theatre Royal, then jumped onto his £6,500 electric bike. How do they know the cost of everything? They've costed it up. They must have Googled it. How? They must have, they must have got the photos and they go, let's have a look how much this baby costs. Right, so is there somebody just sleeping outside Adam Woodgett's like, camper house? Well, like, it doesn't waiting. sound like he's getting a lot of peace. <laughs> <laughs> the, actor swap, the actor swapped his khaki shorts and classic black T-shirt. We all know classic. about classic black T-shirts on the froth. Yeah. Little little note for listeners and Lloyd. I had to go and change my T-shirt five minutes before we came on air, Lloyd, because we all had the same T-shirt on. We were all emba- embarrassingly oh. in the same top. Yeah. We looked like Luckily a, we like a, a theatre and education group. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was really... Uh... Uh, the actor swapped his khaki shorts and classic black T-shirt for some red cycling gear. The <laughs> TV star... How far was he going? The TV star sported a thick beard and a pair of dark shades as he made probably to try and disguise himself, but unfortunately, what? <laughs> unfortunately, you can't get past the, they can't get past the paparazzi. Right. Even in dark glasses, carrying a waste cassette with a thick beard. In red it. cycling gear. In red cycling gear. I mean, holding a toilet cassette. <laughs> oh, guess who it is? Back in Jan. Even if you didn't know it was Adam, would you? You'd go, who the fuck is that? <laughs> if you were a member, if if Back you were a member January. of the paparazzi, right? There must be. Um, certain tiers of celebrity yeah. uh, that you're trying to get photographs What's it of bounties yeah, on it's... people's heads, like what Adam Woodgett for hundred grand. Whatever. So this you know guy, what I mean? and then he's been sat bing. outside Adam Woodgett's 
mobile home for the best part of 10 yeah. days going yeah. he must have been yeah. doing lots of shit and he hasn't yet emptied the he hasn't yet emptied the waste yeah. cassette any day now any day now he's gonna come out with his waste you and never we, know like no it might not be that. the paparazzi guy might have turned up and Woody had had a shit straight away and he got lucky maybe that do you think that's the conversation in the paparazzi car? Whether Adam yeah. Woodjet is blocked up or not? Yeah. Hang on a minute, I can hear something. Now, Adam, who is currently on a break from the BBC soap, has retreated to the countryside in his epic Burstner motorhome. Never heard of it. I don't know, Burstner. Never heard of it. For a bit of peace and quiet, it says, <laughs> good luck with that, Adam. You can't even take a shit without the sun getting onto it. <laughs> Watching you emptying your waist cassette. <laughs> Why? How is he taking a? Why is he taking a break from EastEnders to star in regional theatre? Because Lloyd, he's I been in it know, for Lloyd. fifty-five years. I don't know. Fifty-five years of going to the Queen Vic. He told Zoe Ball's Radio Two Breakfast Show, "I'm loving my break. I'm having a ball." He didn't say no pun intended, but I'll add that. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the tour, which was supposed to have started in January. Then it was supposed to start in April. Then it was supposed to start in June. It keeps getting knocked back. But basically, long story short, says Adam, I'm in a motorhome. <laughs> it's like something of Adam Partridge. Yeah, but, but long story short. But the th- yeah, but what a motorhome. Hey, I'm ready for the tour. I'm staying in a motorhome, so I won't have to worry about staying in the hotels or anything like that. True. Anything like that. You where, won't have to where... worry about flushing toilets. You don't have to worry about staying in a hotel where the toilet takes care of itself. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> I don't have to worry about flushing about toilets. That. I simply trudge down to the designated area with my waist cassette and Bob's your uncle. Getting photographed. Dodging paparazzi. <laughs> I guess Having one... a shit is as simple as that for me these days. One of the advantages to living in a motorhome is that if you are being bothered by the paparazzi, you can sort of move on. Yeah. But they, yes. they, I don't know if you've heard, but they are now mobile as well, some of the paparazzi. <laughs> Even on a six and a half thousand pound electric bike, they can still catch you. Also, motorhomes can't move very fast, do they? <laughs> he says, I don't have to worry about staying in hotels or anything like that. I've taken advantage of it. I'm currently in a field in Devon. <laughs> well, I mean, there's your oh, first mistake. Nice, don't, don't tell the press. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. He hasn't given the OS uh, field number, don't worry. He's going to have the extra express and echo all over him. <laughs> the soap star shot to fame in 1985. I remember it. I remember the adverts for EastEnders starting. I remember it coming soon. New soap opera. Boo, boo, boo. The soap that. star shot to fame in 1985 on EastEnders as his alter ego, Ian Beale. Yeah. It's not his alter ego. It's just the character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't like, like that Batman. line, if you don't like that line, listen to this one. Listen to this one. Adams, I mean, this is this. You talk about life imitating art, and we talk about we what? talk sometimes about the cl- complexity of He's art and life and character. Listen to this. This will blow your minds. Adams' character Ian decided to take a break from Albert Square, as did Adam Woodyat. Well, he'd have to if Ian was. So <laughs> it wasn't even Adam Woodyat. <laughs> oh my God, my brain. I mean, brain. Can you imagine <laughs> the like character said. The character Ian turned to the cameras. <laughs> He turned to the cameras in the Queen Oh, Ian-ception. Oh, my God. (laughs) Barry. (laughs) He turned to the cameras, Ian Bielden. He turned to the cameras in the Queen Vic and he goes, do you know what? I'm going to take a break from the show. (laughs) Decided to take a break from the show. Do you know what some of them tend to do? They they replace actors with someone else. God, this is so confusing. 
And you don't know. Listen, Adam's character, mm. Ian, right, decided mm. to take a break from Albert Square after finding out that his wife, Sharon, had been trying to kill him with poison. Okay, so the character took a break. And then, of course, because the character decided to take a break, Ian, Adam Woodyard had to go. Yeah, but he can't just stand around the market waiting for his character to come back. But sometimes they put a different actor in and they they pretend that it's. Yeah, Adam, but they can't do they that can't with Ian Beale. They can't put a different actor in after half a century. <laughs> he's been on it for He's been years. on it for thirty six well, years. He's well, lad, is he? Well, lad, no. Well, lad, you're going to place him. Nobody notices if a dog changes his actor. <laughs> Adam was written out of the soap so he could take a role in the adaptation of the popular crime novel Looking Good Dead by Peter James. Now then, since then. He's wowed fans. How do you think Adam Woodyard has wowed fans since taking a break from EastEnders? Oh, did he put up an awning? (laughs) (laughs) No. He's wowed fans. He's wowed fans, right? He doesn't take a day off, this guy. He's on a break, but he still managed to wow fans with his impressive facial hair. Oh, yeah. That's how he's wowed fans by growing a beard. That would wow you, though. He doesn't look like a man who could grow a big beard. No, he doesn't at all. So, what do you make of that story? While I get the next story, mad. It's a good one, isn't it? You saw we saw. Did we see him in uh, pantomime, Adam Woodyard? No. Are you sure? No, I made I, up a story oh no, about I have. Him in pantomime once. I've seen him in pantomime playing Aladdin. <laughs> no, you, no, I really have. No, you in, haven't. In what Swansea this is, Grand. Let me tell you, Sean's lies. No, 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 genuinely, I did We're see We're back it. with Sean's lies in series four. I saw Adam Woodyard play Aladdin right. at the Swansea Grand. I had forgotten. Phone the Swansea Grand. No, I don't need actor. to. I don't need to because I know the story for this. <laughs> it's not your story. And I'm story. really pleased. I'd forgotten about Sean's lies, and I'm really pleased that they are back for series no, I have season seen four. It. Barry's googling it. Series four. Adam Woodyard. He played Aladdin. Played in Aladdin. Yeah. And I saw a poster for it, and then I made I up an entire it. story about it, which I did in stand-up for years, and it's in my, it was in my Flaming Battenberg tattoo you show. You pillaged my life for and, stand-up. And I made up a whole story about it, about Owen Money and Ian Beale. <laughs> All we saw is the poster. You never went there. You I never did. saw it. No, you didn't. I, I did Sean's see him as a lies. I did. Sean's lies. Why would I lie Sean's about it? Sean's lies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Quick story for you. Yeah. You ready, Barry? I'm ready. You ready to move on? Lloyd will like this one because this is this reminded me of Lloyd when I read this. Okay. This headline. Reminded me of Lloyd's. Right. Your next oh, your next cool. your next <laughs> frothy story. Here we go. Your next frothy story. Man sets house on fire after cooking steak in toaster. <laughs> How does that remind you of Lloyd? <laughs> it's because because Lloyd is exactly the it's exactly the kind of thing he does. Man sets house on fire. Yeah. After cooking steak in toaster. There's a reason why you should be careful with viral hacks you decide to use in your own life, which is that they could be actually be very dangerous. And one would-be chef from New Zealand found this out the hard way when he set fire to his home while trying to cook steak in a toaster. <laughs> Have you ever tried to... You, now you, the reason it reminded me of you, Rod, is that you like a steak and you also are a sort of shit cook. <laughs> well, although, although you've... In the last year or two, you've surprised us with things like your homemade sausage rolls and stuff on this very podcast. But I remember back in the day when we lived together, I remember us both... Staring through the oven door in disbelief as your pizza curled up at the edges and folded itself vertically like a clam. Or a calzone. Or, and ended yeah, up as a calzone. a calzone. It was. It ended up as a calzone. It folded like this and met at the top like that. I've never seen anything like it. How did you, how did you explain it? Well, you know, sometimes a caterpillar turns into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... But that... I mean, that always happens, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, I had you forgotten to take the plastic off the top? <laughs> no, and I had... It's not like I hand-stretched the dough in a certain way that made the pizza fall in on itself. <laughs> so what, why did, what happened then? So you're claiming that you went to the shop. Did You, you didn't get it out of a grabbing machine, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, you can't buy perishable... You can't win perishable food in a grabbing machine. <laughs> Only flammable toys. the busy... <laughs> I remember that. That's why this reminded me of you. The unnamed man, I don't know why he's unnamed, then decided to leave said toaster unattended. So he popped his steak in, in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Two steaks, I think, in the toaster. Hang on. If this is the first time you're ever doing this and you've read about it online, you'd, <laughs> you'd hang around and wait and see what happened, wouldn't you? Not this guy. He went out to get some chips to go with it. <laughs> I think alcohol is involved in the story. <laughs> Not yet. He decided to leave the toaster unattended while he popped out to his local fish and chip shop for chips to go with his steak. Mad. <laughs> Which he then cooked in the tumble dryer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unsurprisingly, when he returned home, he found that his whole house had been engulfed in flames. Right. <laughs> shouldn't Flip laugh. Shouldn't laugh. Shouldn't laugh. Sorry. With the blaze badly damaging the property he shared with his partner. What was the steak like? <laughs> Doesn't say. Well, well, well done. done. Experts have warned in the past about the dangers of attempting to cook food using a toaster. What do you cook in a toaster, Lloyd? Toast? No, I cook bread in a toaster. Oh, I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say. I'd set you up for that. I knew well, you. I knew you'd be a little. What else like do that, you right? cook in a toaster? You can do. Uh, what else? You can do uh, crumpets. Let's not, let's not list it. Let's not. No, let's not list the things that will perfectly legitimately done in a toaster. Yeah, bagels. Some people put um, bread rolls. Uh, waffles in. Some people put. Do they? Yeah, they do. Are you ready for your th next frothy story? Yeah. This one reminded me of you, Lloyd, as well. Actually, this one reminded me of you, Sean. Why? You'll see. Okay. Do you remember the rat that, uh, yes. when you were sat on the toilet, that climbed <laughs> up your bottom and into your intestines? Yes. How right. could I forget? <laughs> Escaped python bites <gasps> man's genitals after hiding in his toilet. Oh, man. 
An Austrian man sustained an eye-watering injury to his genital area when he was nibbled by a five-foot python hiding in his toilet. The 65-year-old had nipped off to the loo but got a little more than he'd bargained for when he plonked himself on the seat. Police said the man had just sat down when he felt a pinch on his genitals. (laughs) When the unlucky grass resident stood up to inspect the bowl, he was stunned to see a huge albino python staring back at him, and we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Oh God! I'm all, whenever I look down into the toilet, I see a huge albino python staring back at me. <laughs> the snake reportedly belonged to a neighbour. Escape before choosing the unsuspecting man's toilet is a nice spot for a rest. Uh, a local reptile expert and, and police officers were drafted in to remove the unwelcome guest. The bitten man was taken to hospital and treated for minor injuries, but luckily he escaped with <laughs> more, little more than a nasty shock and a story to tell. I thought the python uh, was the one that. Um sort of wrapped Swallow itself around old. and uh, you know like a oh yeah like car in jungle book i yeah you what you're saying is a python is a, like a constrictor i thought so i thought that was how it um traditionally took prey down it could have wrapped itself around the balls and made a hamburger like puppetry of the penis <laughs> <laughs> puppetry of the penis for those who aren't aware of it is an australian uh novelty novelty uh, cabaret act that uh, do shapes um, things like the helicopter, the hamburger and stuff out of their penis and testicles. How are they Have getting on? Have you seen it, Barry? I think it's like a... F- yeah, nice guys. I think it's like a franchise now, so... Um... It is. If it's a franchise, the do they all have to have exactly the same size penis? No. Like standardised across no. the... Like McDonald's? No. Okay. I think... Why would it be that? I think... Because um, McDonald's oh, because it's a that. franchise. Yeah, it's a franchise. No. Yeah, I think the um, areas of uh, genital manipulation don't have the same high standards as an uh, international fast food chain. What, a, what about hygiene? <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. It started Maybe off with two of them in Australia. Very surely, nice guys. Yeah, really nice. Really if nice you guys. have a small one, you can't do some of the shapes. Yeah, so they both had... They both... You, get aud- you have to audition. You, you don't just turn up on the night and go, I'll yeah. join the troop. Just rock up. No, with you, with your yeah. It's puppetry, you puppetry the of the snail. penis. It was a I'll stage the show. <laughs> they would come out and they would make different things, like the hamburger, the helicopter. I remember them doing different things. What's the helicopter? Uh, is when they would make it sort of, uh, yeah, whir around. Oh, my God. Yeah, and if you were sitting in the front row, your hair would blow back and, were, <laughs> and people would be holding on to their stuff. Did you have to wear headphones? Yeah, you had, people, yeah, you had to wear headphones for that one. All the whole audience were given, like, ear defenders. <laughs> While they they basically <laughs> shook their pins as they went round and like round. Airwolf. Oh, what else is there? Like a hamburger? I can't remember. Those are the only two I remember. The hamburger where they would sort of tuck it between Loch their Ness balls monster. and make it look like a hamburger. It's the Loch Ness monster. Mm. Oh they, my god! They, like Luke. Yeah. There's a Loch Ness. Um, there, there's a female. Uh, there's a female rival troop now called uh, Clitterish Also. <laughs> 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 is there? Is that a joke? <laughs> no. I was going to say, why did they wow. go down the why did they go down the Bertie Bassett sort of sweet route with it? Didn't make any <laughs> didn't, didn't make any sense. So puppetry of the penis. Yes, they used to make shapes of the thing. Two very nice guys in Australia. We used to hang out with them in the festivals and stuff. Yeah. Once they closed the back on and they were off stage, <laughs> and then yeah, they they basically trained people up, didn't they? All over the world, they had like they had training camps in. Did they? Um, where training the training camps? Training camps. Like, right. What you do is you just get it out and swing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was they, sometimes they'd have to fold it, tie knots in it. Sometimes they would have to like you would know you, wrap like, it around their leg and have do to exercise it so that it became more flexible yeah. or but long. They do need. They are looking for people with smaller ones, Lloyd, to do more of the intricate stuff. If you're interested, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were thinking about doing a jewelry section that you might be. <laughs> jewelry, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, like a tiny brooch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and now, ladies and gentlemen, here he comes. 
doing the tiny brooch. Yeah. Lloyd Langford. <laughs> I'm not used to them. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do their zoological section anymore. You'd have to give it a rinse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to give it a rinse. You I, was, to give it I a mean, rinse. you have to be very keen on hygiene to, to be in puppetry of the penis. You have to be because the audience is they'll notice. <laughs> they? Sorry, in a big theatre. Sorry, yeah, in a big theatre. Yeah, at the back, you wouldn't notice. But if you're right up, up the front, especially when they do the helicopter, there's bits flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so bad at the moment because everyone's in masks. <laughs> <laughs> Even in normal times, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, I just got to go see some yeah. penis. What's that over your face? <laughs> I've just been in to see Puppetry of the Penis. It's amazing. Yeah, what are these? I think they're sesame seeds. They did the hamburger. Sesame seeds. <laughs> <laughs> don't sit in the front <laughs> now then I think snake expert Werner Stangle you're right though Lloyd that's how I started us off on this I've forgotten what I was talking about pythons I thought they were constrictors I thought that they uh, squeezed the air out of their prey as well but apparently they just bit this yeah. bloke on the bollocks or penis what well, it's, is, it's not either or is it well what, the snake well squeezing or biting someone on the nads you do no, but generally, if snakes have a method of prey, they tend to stick to it, don't they, usually? Yeah, don't but they? you can't get... If he's in the toilet, there's no... How would he squeeze Yeah, maybe, maybe there just wasn't room for his normal MO. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he looked at the potential prey and thought, I reckon I could just yeah. bite this one. Yeah. I'd tell you what, if he had tried to wrap himself around, it could be a right old struggle, though. I'd love to see that. I'd pay to see that. If Puppetry of the Penis could do Someone that. Someone on the toilet. Bring on a snake, a python, live python. Actually, no, it's cruelty. But in an imaginary world where it's yeah. not cruel, imagine Puppetry of the Penis bringing on a live python and then a tussle between their penises and the python. <laughs> to the death. And then after a while, they bring out Ricky Tiki Tavi. They bring out... Uh... How can you tell if... <laughs> what, tell what was he? The... A mongoose. They bring out a mongoose. <laughs> the animal was also uninjured and was returned to its 24-year-old owner next door. After a quick clean... <laughs> <laughs> if your neighbour's albino python has bitten you on the genitals, yeah. but then at the same time you've taken a shit and a piss on the python, then I think you, you're square then. Just call it quits. That, that's obviously what yeah, a neighbour can't yeah. be It's an unusual conversation over the garden fence, isn't it? Why do they give the age of the neighbour next door? He's 24-year-old. I think they're giving his age. This is my thinking. I think they're going to try and set him up as a bit irresponsible. Okay. I think they've given his age because right. that's the way the jury is going to I don't know. Young and... Police free. said the man, 24-year-old, next door, keeps a total of 11 non-venomous snakes. <laughs> he keeps a total of 11, non- 11 snakes and a gecko. <laughs> don't fancy his chances. <laughs> oh. It's like our neighbour here. He's got 11 foxes and a chicken. <laughs> oh, 11 snakes Poor Gecko, he's got yeah. no chance he, Maybe he's hosting some sort of reptilian battle oh, royale look at, the, look at the picture of the Look at the picture of the python in the toilet He looks really cute Oh, imagine looking down on that, Lloyd He looks really cute I think oh. I, I mean, I'm not the most well, observant like. oh. I'm not the most observant of people But when you he lift really the lid of the toilet you Yeah Surely you'd clock that. <laughs> Maybe you didn't look. Do you always look in to check the lid was in there? Before yeah, you... I do. I well, don't. Since sometimes, I, Especially <laughs> in the night, you pop the lid up, you, you just sit there. I just... 
Several times in the night I have to go. Yeah. We, we know about my urge incontinence, which, by the way, little update, I've just been for some ultrasounds for. So whoever contacted the show, the doctor that said I had urge incontinence, you'd be glad to know. Little update, I've been for some ultrasounds awaiting the results. I'll keep you all informed. The froth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think it looks really cute. It does look cute. But that's the man's penis you're pointing out. <laughs> <laughs> there was a snake. There was a snake um, handler expert why, guy. Why did you start that as a song, lad? Right? <laughs> <laughs> there was, there a, was snake. a snake. There was a snake. Like, it was like we were in a musical about snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone do that. I've never there heard anyone in a act, accidentally, involuntarily launch into a song. I've never heard that in my life. I've been around human beings for 52 years. I've never heard anybody start a sentence and start saying, oh, sorry. Uh, what happened there? What happened? It's I, like I, West Side. I got, I, got ex- I got excited by a memory. It's like West Side Story. <laughs> Come on, like, there what was happened? a snake. There was a snake. What? There, there's a snake handler expert type guy in uh, Melbourne who was frequently on the news. Yeah. Because he would <laughs> he would find incredibly venomous, dangerous snakes in public areas, and he would sort of turn up and rescue the snake and protect people and do like a little interview on the news. And it was happening so often that they got like a journal to like follow him. No. He was planting the snakes himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> to publicise what... his own business. Wow. That's what this guy that should is do. Genius. That's a better journal job than the guy who's been put on uh, Adam Wood yet <laughs> flushing out his chemical <laughs> toilet, isn't it? Go and check out this guy and the snakes. <laughs> Can I do that instead of yeah. going to look at Ian? Well, you'd think that, <laughs> but that journalist is the one who went in, snuck in while Adam Wood yet was cooking something, some toast, some steak in his toaster. He snuck in and had to shit in Adam Wood toilet just so he'd have to empty the waste cassette. <laughs> Wasn't should, even any shit he was emptying. You should have put a python in there. They didn't have a story. <laughs> you, know, you can bring all of these stories together. Adam Woodyard's cooking steak in his £93,000 motorhome. The <laughs> journalist sneaks in around his back and has a, has a poo in his chemical toilet. Adam Woodyard comes over. <laughs> and, no, actually, what's the snake? Where's the snake coming? It's the journalist. Oh, bites the journalist on the penis. Poetic justice. <laughs> Um, so there we go. Those are your three uh, three fluffy stories this week. Which one do? You, which one is the fluffiest of the three? Which one is froth of the week? And uh, Lloyd Langford, your choice, please. Uh, He's thinking about the most. What what were they again? The Adam Woodyard and the chemical toilet. The Austrian. The I saw. I saw that in pantomime. What? I saw that in pantomime. Adam Woodyard and the chemical toilet. <laughs> The Austrian snake. What I, was thought the there, I thought there was going to be something magical about it, like it was a flying chemical. It wasn't. It was just him <laughs> sat having a shit for 90 minutes. The kids loved it. it was like, he was going, where's the poo? And all the kids were going, it's behind you. And he'd look around and he'd go, yeah, you're quite right. <laughs> Adam Woodyard's taking a break to, to do theatre. They go, is he doing Joseph and his amazing toilet? No, he's doing Adam, Adam and his chemical and, toilet. And his amazing chemical toilet. It will dissolve anything. <laughs> and the steak in the toaster that was the other one uncooked steak in chemical <laughs> in, in theatres near you this Christmas six week Adam, run it's hard work pantomime but because of the pandemic it. most people would go I'd go to that oh, yeah, I'd, I would <laughs> definitely go no matter the pandemic night, I would, you wouldn't go to that as a pantomime I would I really like it if Swansea Grand put on Madame Woody and his chemical toilet yeah, definitely six weeks at Christmas that would be sold out in seconds <laughs> 
Sick. I might write it. I might try and write it. Let's try get, and write get that. Get Lloyd to do the music. Huh? What? Lloyd, get Lloyd, do the music. Lloyd's already there to do the music. There was a man. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Adam Woody in his chemical toilet. Okay. That's your, that was a frothy story. Man sets house on fire after cooking steak in the toaster. Or another man, different one, gets bitten on the gentles by by a stowaway python in his toilet. Which story do you want? I, Adam, I think Adam Woodyard in his chemical toilet. The, got to be in it. Yeah. It's got to be the frothiest. Congratulations, Adam Woodyard in his chemical toilet is the frothy story of the week. Woo! Uh, thank you very much, Lloyd Langford. Get back to your prison cell and lockdown. Good luck in lockdown <laughs> there in uh, in Melbourne. We shall see you very very soon. Thank you very much, Barry Castagnola, Sean Harris. Uh, see you all next week. Bye, Lloyd. Someone's in a hurry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can find us at the Froth Podcast and our YouTube channel where you'll get extra Froth content. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us at five stars and spread the word if you enjoyed it. This podcast was a Thlan Bobble Vision production produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.